You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. As you see that open your Bible at Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. For those that may not have been here this morning, we have called tonight as a holy gathering around the covenant meal of Jesus in order to take a stand. Because just lately I've been hearing a lot coming through where people are talking about this one's sick and this one's struggling and this one's battling and this child is off school, that child is off school. And, and then you start to hear things, well, you know, it's that time of the year. Or somebody says, well, there's a bug going around at the moment, like that must excuse it, you know. I may say, you know, I'm, uh, I'm fighting a bit of symptoms. Well, they say there's a bug going around. I, I don't care what is running around. I don't want it in my home. I'll never get to a place where they say, oh, that's what it is. Okay, at least now I know. Now I understand. No, we need to remember as Christians to take a stand. And sometimes it can happen. I know in my own personal life, there are things, there's so much to receive from God. There's so many promises and blessings. But that's the whole purpose for us gathering together like this. As we come to remind us of what God has already said, so we can stir up our faith. Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. It is a fight. And you understand it can be a fight. And sometimes when the enemies hit us left, right, and center, and smacked us, and pulled the rug from out underneath us, and things keep happening one off the other, you can get to a point where you say, I can't go on. No, that's the time you need to stand up and say, no, I do not buckle to the enemy. I do not buckle. It is a fight. I said it is a fight. When you say a fight of faith, it doesn't always mean it's going to feel comfortable. I'll try to tell Joseph, it's going to be okay. Just feel comfortable in the pit. Feel comfortable in prison. Just feel comfortable being rejected and hated and mocked and criticized. No, you, your flesh feels that. But it's a fight. And you say, I don't care what my flesh is feeling. I'm trusting God's word. And Paul told Timothy, you need to stir up the gift that's in you. Why is he telling him to stir it up? Because he told him, God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Fear is trying to take you down. How does he do that? He bombards us with media, all kinds of things. Just to think you conquered this strain, then there's another one. Then you think conquered that one, there's another one. Just when you think, okay, we're over that, then they invent something else. There's some other animal, some other hoha, some other creature. Some, no. What are we going to go do? Go through the animal world and everything that comes out? No, 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 no. Uh, the Bible tells us that God, when He destroys sickness and disease, said every sickness uh, that is named. Every sickness that is named. If it's got a name, it's under your feet. Do you really think one day they're going to find a disease and God's going to say, now you got me. I had everything covered on the cross and I forgot to take that one. No, when he bore it, he bore it all. I said, when he bore it, he bore it all. And this is why I want to keep encouraging us. I know many of you hear it all the time because you hear all the time. But for the sake of those that happen to pop in and, you know, now and then show up, 
Make sure you're in services all the time. Don't take, this church is not something we do now and then to make us feel good. Always sit here and think, oh, I've heard this message before. Okay, well, it's about a four-week series, so I can take the next four weeks off. No, that's not the reason for it. So when someone dishes you peas and carrots, say, oh, no, I've eaten those before. I don't. Uh, no, you're going to go hungry, isn't that right? You've got to get the sustenance into you, whether you've eaten it before or not. And so we come together like this for a reason, that we can have our spirits fed the faith of God's Word. And that's what we're doing here tonight. I want you to listen more than just learning. Some of us, we may be new in the Word of God, and for many of us, we're going to hear scriptures we've never heard before. You say, I never knew that was in the Bible. Well, that's one of the reasons we come, to learn new things. But how you know there comes to a place where you, you can almost quote every scripture before I even start? You know he's going to hit that scripture for sure. And you know it's coming. That's not the reason why we're here. We're here to hear. And I want you to listen from that perspective. It's not just from studying a new thing. Open your heart right now. Because God is about to drop into you a Holy Ghost vaccination of His presence. Amen. Just in case someone misunderstands me, there will be no needles involved. And I'm going to show you what I mean right now from the Word. Look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, not a religion, His kingdom, and healing how many? All kinds of sickness and how many? All kinds of disease among the people. Notice, wherever Jesus went, his main primary purpose was to teach the kingdom. You see that showing up every time. But coupled with that, every time he preached the kingdom, he made sure if there was any sick or diseased amongst them, he healed them. God does not want you hurting. I said, God does not want you hurting. When God created Adam, he created him in perfection and gave him a life that was the Literally a replica of heaven. When we talk about raising Garden of Eden, people think of we going back to the garden. No, the garden was the best this earth has ever experienced. We fell from that. We've been restored. I say we are being restored. And anything else that comes in, anything to do with the curse is a work of Satan. And God is not using the devil's work to try and teach us a lesson. Why would Jesus die on a cross, take the curse, bear every sickness and disease, every sin, only to say, well, that one you need to walk with? No, when he took it, he took it all. He paid the full price for it. Why? Because God wants you free. He wants you free. He doesn't want anyone in bondage. That's what Jubilee was all about. You get into bondage over time because of your bad decisions. But every 50 years, I'm going to reset the clock. Now, you can do better next time. But praise God, when Jesus came, he declared that this is the year of the Lord. It is the acceptable year, that jubilee. And he closed the book and said, today, today. Now, every time you read that scripture, it's today. It's fulfilled in your hearing. You can claim jubilee any day you want to. Freedom any day you want to. Hallelujah. 
And I've had it many a time when I go visit to churches and, and they ask me to come and minister in there. And I just come, get up to share the word. And just before I'm about to share, the Lord drops something in my heart. There's someone here with this thing or that thing. And I call them out and, and they healed. Why is that? And I, and I asked the Lord one day, you know, just sometimes that, some of them, they're very strict on their time and that chews into your teaching time. But I still have to obey God. I'd rather move with God than trying to get through my five points. I want God to move. And I said, Lord, you know, I was, one time I'd be worshiping and I'm just, and I hear it and I say, Lord, why is it? What do you want to do that? He says, I don't like to see my people hurting. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want that. It's, he wants you free. I said, He wants you free. So wherever Jesus went to teach, he also healed. If you're going to be here for me to teach, I want you to sit. I don't want to say anything about the pain. I want you to hear the word. So let me get you out of the pain so you can hear the word. So he healed how many? How many? How many? And what does all mean? Why? Because that's what all means. All those that are new, you can write it down. You will hear it again. Verse 24, then his fame went, out, went throughout all Syria. And so they brought to him, how many? All sick people who were afflicted with various diseases, torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics. And he? He healed them. How many did he heal? He healed how many? So if he healed all, would all of you put your hand up? Would that include you? Bump your name and say, you're about to hear about me in this Bible. It's all over the book. Tell them, don't look so worried. You're also there. Amen. Just for all of us. Now, here's a key. Come with me to Proverbs chapter 4. This is vitally important. You've got to get this. Because so often I hear... Christians that, you know, we, we, we can say amen in the services and we could probably write a Bible college exam test and pass with distinction. You can answer all the questions correctly. You can quote the verses. But I want the word to work in my life. I'm not yet just to get a degree. We're not just a religious cult that learns information. No, we are the kingdom of God that live this way. And the purpose for studying the word is not for certificates so that we can enjoy the benefits of that word. Proverbs 4 verse 20, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. When he says heart here, he's not talking about your blood muscle. The blood pump, the muscle in your chest that pumps blood around your body. The heart is talking about you, the spirit being. 
Now, your body lives because your spirit's in there. Think about it. There's no way your spirit's going to leave your body and your body runs around on its own from there on. No, the moment the spirit steps out the body, the body falls down. The spirit is what's giving that body life. So if you want to put it this way, the, the energy force, the power of your life is coming out of your spirit man. Not from the flesh. And he says here, it is the word that gives that flesh health. It is life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Now in the natural, how many of you have ever had something in your body and you went to see a doctor? don't have to be nervous about putting your hand up. It's okay. Nothing wrong with doctors. Some of us would be dead if it wasn't for a doctor. Even because there were days we didn't have the faith and we needed someone to get us through. They do good work. Amen. Even if I have faith for healing, I'd, if I, my arm was broken, I would like someone to line the bones up. So that they, when they do heal, they're in line. Does that make sense? So a doctor has a place. So you go to the doctor, you have a certain disease. What did they do? They prescribe, for example, antibiotics. Isn't that right? They give you a bottle full of tablets. And it comes with instructions. Take two with a meal in the morning. Take two with a meal at night. And then there's a little line that says, complete the cycle. Complete the prescription. Isn't that right? And people will do that diligently. Every morning, every night, they will take their tablet. Even when they're feeling better, they will still take the tablet. Why are you taking the medicine? Doctor said, I must finish the course. So that's now a natural man with natural education, with natural medicine, that we will believe and we'll obey. We will obey the doctor to the letter. Now we have a word of God that tells us to give attention to the word. Don't let it depart from your eyes. What does that mean? Read it. Read it. How often? Don't let it depart from your eyes. In other words, it's going to be regularly in front of your eyes. Isn't that right? Incline your ear, which means you're going to listen to it. So when the doctor says, take the medicine every day, you don't say, no, I only do that on Sundays. So we will obey the doctor every day, but when Dr. Jesus speaks, are we going to obey him every day? Don't put your hand up now, because we're correcting things tonight, and I don't want to embarrass you. But when last did you take your healing scripture. When last did you sit down with the scriptures, read them out loud, and feed them into your spirit? Read them, feed. Read them, feed. 
I said, no, no, I'm not, no condemnation. I'm doing that to evoke you. Because family of God, we must keep our spirit strong in order to walk in these things. Amen. You know, in the natural, you need to do that. Uh, you cannot complain about being tired and lethargic and maybe feeling overweight and carrying around a bit too much. And just think about Jim and hope it goes away. How do you know you have to get up and go? Isn't that right? You have to apply yourself. And it's not always comfortable in the beginning. But how many of you have ever been through a cycle where you say, okay, now I'm getting fit. Now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to put effort into it. And you go for a while and you see results. Isn't that right? And you used to go every day and then things got busy and you go into every third day and then things got busy. And eventually people ask you, do you go to gym? Yes, but if you think about it, it was only it was a month ago that I last went. I'm not yet to be your best friend and say, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Your friend loves you the way you are. Your mentor loves you too much to leave you that way. I'm yet to evoke you. If we're going to complain, then let's fix it. Have you done with being sick? Then we need to make a decision. We don't live off the memory of Sunday's message. We need to apply this every day. It's in the consistency that you stay strong. It's in the consistency that you are healed. It's in the consistency that you experience growth and increase. Everybody say consistency. So he says his words are life to us. It's the very health. When you receive the word of God, it brings life and health to your flesh. Remember Proverbs 18 verse 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. The spirit will sustain you. Your spirit man will sustain you. Not the doctor's medicine. If someone experiences symptoms and their first thought is, I must go to the doctor, something's out of line. My first thought should be, the reason I'm experiencing symptoms is I need to do something with my spirit, man. Because the spirit of a man is going to sustain you. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Jesus' words aren't just educational. When you speak the word of God, you literally are releasing life in the realm of the spirit. The word carries life. Right now, You, every time I read a scripture, your spirit man is being infused, injected with life. And if we can renew our minds to this, we will be able to receive it. I remember talking to somebody once and they were looking really bad. Their eyes were red and they were coughing and everything. I said, you know what? By Jesus stripes you're healed. Yes, yes, I know that. 
I said, well, God sent his word to you. Yes, yes, I know that. And, and you could hear they were frustrated because they thought I was trying to teach them something. I'm not trying to teach you. This is doctor with an injection. I'm giving you. I'm literally pouring words of life into your spirit. And if you keep blocking, it's not going to get there. We need to open our hearts and say, come on, feed me, feed me, feed me. Let the word enter me. Just give me word again. Maybe we don't feel like feel, hearing it right now. There, could, there, there are times when we hear scripture and say, I don't need to hear that again, but go ahead. I, I, I need to get this into me. Because his words are spirit. When you speak the word of God, you literally are releasing life. And that life is available to all who hear it. And the moment you hear it and say, I receive that life, that life enters into your spirit man and then works out into your flesh. And the healing begins from the inside out. See, Psalm 107 verse 20 says, God sent his word and healed them. It doesn't just say God healed them. What healed them? The word. The word. It was just God healing, then we would have to wait for God to show up again. No, he said he sent his word, and the word is what healed them. Say that. The word of God is what heals me. And he delivered them from their destructions. He delivered them from their destructions. I've always enjoyed the wording there because he could have just said he delivered them from destruction because sometimes the devil does things in our lives. But he used the word there. In other words, sometimes we cause things. We could have eaten the wrong things and that's causing the problem in our body. We could have neglected something, done something wrong. But praise God in his mercy says, even if you caused the problem, you call on me, I'll still deliver you. Is that good news? He delivered them from their destructions. How? By the living word of God. Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. I am the Lord. You notice once again, the Lord is in all capitals. That's the name of God. yad heh I am the Lord who heals you. Now, that's how it's translated in the English. In the Hebrew, it literally speaks as I am Jehovah Raphael. What that means is I am God healer. If I can rephrase that, I am the healing God. I am the healing God. That, that's his nature. How am you born again? Keep that hand up and say, the healing God lives within me. The same way, if I drank water now, I would have wet inside me. By me having God in me, healing is inside me. It's not God healing from the outside in. He heals from inside out. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. I will restore health to you 
and heal you of your wounds. I restore health. What does that mean? You're supposed to be healthy. Oh, some of us, let me, let me say it again. Restore means it's going back to a former state. We're supposed to be healed. Something went wrong. So what's he going to do? Restore you to health and heal you of your wounds. So whatever was causing that problem. So in other words, you can trust God to remove the symptoms or you can go deeper and trust God to remove the cause. Then go even deeper and say, remove all traces of it. <laughs> all traces of it. It's like you never, if someone examined you later, I remember when Janine was totally restored, she, I mean, you, those who have been with us long enough, you know the testimony. The doctor himself said that she had the highest markers they had seen in that hospital, inflammation markers. And then they said she would be on oxygen for the rest of her life because the bottom half of her lungs had crystallized. And so we stood on the word. We said, no, we accept God's word as the report. We're going to refuse that. And they said she'd be on oxygen for the rest of her life. Nah, she's coming off oxygen. Janine took the word, stood on it, did exactly what I'm teaching her. She fed her spirit every day with the word, every day. Took her medication just the same way you take physical medication. Trusted God, trusted God. And step by step, she came completely off oxygen. And when the doctor came for the final check, he did everything. He examined her lungs. He stood back and looked at her and said, are you sure you even had COVID? Excuse me, you are the one that told us. <laughs> but he could find no trace of it. Come on, give Jesus praise. Give him praise. Come on, he is the one that heals. Restores health and heals you of your wounds. Matthew 8 verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits. How? With a word. And he healed how many? How many? Anyone left out? Well, you never know what God's going to do. Yes, I do. He healed. How many? All who were sick. Why? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now when people read that in Isaiah, that's where it says, by Jesus' stripes you've been healed. People say, well, no, that's, that's spiritual healing. That's what happened on the cross. He bore your sins. It's spiritual healing. But Matthew doesn't agree with that doctrine. Matthew said, that scripture, yeah, Jesus healed everybody who was sick, and he fulfilled what Isaiah was talking about. He bore our sicknesses. Family, if Jesus bore it, he took it away. If he took your sickness, now remember, with God, he's outside of time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Days a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. And when he was crucified, you were buried with him. When you go into baptism, 
Literally, when you go into baptism, you are entering the grave of Jesus at the same time he was put in the grave. You are here in 2020, whatever time you were baptized, and Jesus back there was put in the grave, but in God's mind, that was a simultaneous event. Three days later, Jesus walks out the grave. Five seconds later, you come out the water. In God's mind, that was the same event. Jesus walked out the grave. You came out with him. See, God has, that's the way he sees it. And so when Jesus died on that cross, the moment he died, any sickness or disease that you may be experiencing in your body, the moment he died was removed from you. It was removed from you. He bore it. You can't have the same disease on both. Isn't that right? Pastor Dylan, can I bear your phone? So now I'm bearing his phone. I'm bore. I'm bearing his phone. Are you with me? Okay. So where's your phone now? Show me your phone. Does he have any phone? No. He's not going to. He, 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 can't, go, he can't go to someone else and say, I have a phone. I got it now. This is now my phone. Are you with me? And Jesus died with that. And in dying, he destroyed it. He destroyed it and he left it where it's supposed to be in the pit of hell. And he came out in resurrection life. And you cannot live with sickness and disease coming back from death. So where's sickness and disease? It's left. In death. Isn't that right? So Jesus bore our sickness. Say that. Jesus carried away all our sicknesses. So stop saying my asthma. Hello. Let me go there now. We need to watch what we say. Watch how we speak. Amen. Oh, my arthritis is, man. Why are you taking ownership? It's not yours. I said it's not yours. Jesus bore it. Matthew 8, verse 1, when Jesus came down from the mountain, a great multitude followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, Son, there's still so much for you to learn. You need to walk with us just a little longer. Is that what he said? Lord, if you are willing. Jesus put out his hand, touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And when? Immediately. His leprosy was cleansed. Remove it from your mind. If God's will, then he'll take this. No, he already took it. You don't have to say, this man didn't have the teaching of faith that you have today. But Jesus cleared that up in a statement. Of course I'm willing. 
God doesn't want anybody hurting. Say that. Yeah, but that was when Jesus was on the earth. I'm glad you brought that up. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same. When? That was yesterday with the leper. And then? When's today? Today. And? This is for the rest of eternity. His word is his word. He doesn't change his mind halfway. Amen. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. How many of you have called on Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that you're saved? How dare you believe that? How could you say that? There's your scripture. He bore my sins. Can God call you to account on your sins? No. The only thing he calls us to account today is on whether we believe or not. No one is going to be judged on their sins. See, a lot of religion doesn't understand that. No, the word says by his, those that believe are saved, those that don't believe are condemned. So, Jesus bore your sins. That means every sin you've ever committed has been removed. Yes? You fully believe that. Otherwise, you wouldn't say you're born again. That we, having died to sins, live for righteousness. How many of you believe you're the righteousness of God? In the same breath, by His stripes, you were healed. What's He talking about? By the wounds that He bore on that cross. That's what Isaiah said. Say that. Jesus bore every one of my sicknesses and disease. The same way He took my sin. He healed me. Mark 16, verse 17. These signs will follow those who believe. How you believe? In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And when they lay hands on the sick, they, they, that Jesus settled that as a covenant statement. They will recover. Now, somebody challenged me once. They said, why don't you go to hospital then and put your hands on everybody and just empty the hospital? They have to be able to receive that. It's still on the basis of will you receive it. But if you have faith to receive it, it is yours. And so I don't try heal anybody. I'm not the healer. Jesus is the healer. And he said, put hands on the sick and they will recover. I've learned that I can put hands on myself. I don't need someone. I, if, 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 if I have a symptom, I say, well, you said put hands and they'll recover. There it is. Hands on. Thank you, Lord. I receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Now I'm, I'm, I'm in recover. I've gone from sickness to recover. And so when a symptom shows up and something you want to try and hurt a little more, something, uh -uh, excuse me, I am recovered. I am well, I am healthy. Say amen. amen. See, Acts 10, 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing. How many? Again and again and again and again. All, 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 all. Who were sick and oppressed of the devil for God was 
with Him. How many of you have God with you? Same Holy Spirit. James 4, 7. So submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Family, do not tolerate sickness in your home. Well, I just got to rest a little bit and put my feet up and just drink chicken soup and just, you know. If I arrived at your house with a box and I'm bringing a gift for your child, this is a gift for your child, and I open it up and there's a snake in the box, I'm going to say, thank you, it's the thought that counts, and, and, and receive it and say, this is for my baby, Pastor Alan brought it, so I now, or how do you say, take that thing away, isn't that right? You're not going to let that thing pass your front door. So why when some demon comes up and says, I've got a little snivel for you, I've got a little cough for you, I've got a little, well, it's just a bug going around. Don't, why don't let the bug in your house? Uh-uh, this far, uh-uh, not across this. No sickness comes near this home. No plague comes near my dwelling. And you say amen. Well, this is that time of the year. This is Jubilee. That's my time of the year. Restoration. Healing. Amens are getting softer. I've, I've, uh, I've done nothing but read scriptures. With the, people say, I just don't see it that way. Well, then get over it because that's what the Bible says. Uh, people try to talk me down from this. You're too late. <laughs> Somebody once brought me an article this thick on why healing's not for today. I didn't even have to read it. You're too late. It's different if I'm trying to find the answers. No, I've seen, I've tasted. I've had, we've been there, and, and the Lord has shown Himself true. Took the word as He said and put it into action. <laughs> See why we need to renew our minds to these things, man. You need to be confident. I don't care what anyone throws at you from YouTube or whatever. Don't even read that stuff. Stay with the word. 1 John 4 verse 4. You are of God, little children. And you've overcome them. Why? Because he who is in you. Who he? Yadhevave, the, the healing God. In you is greater than anything this world can come up with. That's why Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, I say to you, have faith in God. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, believes the things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. That's not some new age guru. That's not some weird cult leader. This is your savior. It says you have what you 
say. Ah, I'm hurting today. Have you noticed tired people are always tired? I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm so tired. I'm always tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired today. Yeah. Listen to yourself. Well, what must I say? Joel 3 verse 10. Let the weak say, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm just being real here. I just want you to know. I know I will be strong one day again, but right now I just have to be transparent. Is that what it says? What does it say? Is that denial? No. If God says I'm strong, I don't care what my body shows right now. I don't care what I feel right now. I will not let that out of my lips. I don't care how bad I'm hurting. Many of you know. You, you ask me how you're doing. Always well. Why? I'm calling it as he says it. I'm calling it as he says it. Amen. I know sometimes people struggle with that when they go to the doctor because now you've got to, the doctor can only treat symptoms. So what do you say to the doctor? You sit down in the doctor's chair and he says, what, what, what's, what's happening? I'm well. <laughs> well, what are you feeling? I'm strong. I'm healthy. Well, why are you here? I'm healthy, praise God. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> no. So I, I know that, you know, sometimes, what are you supposed to tell the doctor then? I'm, I'm you know. What I do is I put it in past tense. I can't tell you when last I went to a doctor. But uh, what I do is if someone does ask me, I'll say, I have been experiencing. See, I put it in the past tense. My, my, my stomach has been hurting. So how are you feeling now? It would be nice to have it gone. <laughs> I, I'm well, praise God. Now, don't feel nervous. I've learned to talk that way. And the thing is, I've never had to go to the doctor again because, <laughs> because I, I make sure it gets stopped way before. I remember I'd do this. My, my pastor, Apostle Theo, he was standing how he was in a, in a queue at the bank teller. And these two ladies in front of him were talking about it's flu season and they got it already. And the other one, now my, my, I know my children, they haven't got it yet, but they probably will be sick next week and all that. And he leaned forward and said, you know what? I'll never be sick again. And they looked at him and said, how can you say that? He says, because I say it. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then somehow, sometimes symptoms show up and they said, oh, and now? So what do you expect? I'm still not taking it. Yes. Come on. Have you ever been tempted to sin? You not sin until you act on it. You're not sick until you say, I am sick. Those are symptoms tempting you. So now resist it. Change the way you speak. Say the word of God. Because if God sees you strong, that's what you say. Are you healthy? That's what you're declaring. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I don't care what they tell you. At this age, your children are supposed to have this, and then at this age, they're supposed to have that. Ah, uh-uh. we stopped that. That's not happening in this house. Hallelujah. Now remember, your father died of a heart attack, and his father was dead by 50, and his father dead by 55, and you now 50. I mean, you're just, just giving you a heads up now. No, 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 no. I am not of that bloodline. He, I am restored. I am healed. I have a father in heaven, and he is still alive. He's been alive for centuries, and he, he said, I'll never die again. Hallelujah. His body will check out somewhere along the line when I've finished my assignment. But until that time, I am healed. And I'm ready to walk in that and call on that. How many you agree with that? Family God, make a decision. You need to get this message downloaded. Listen to it again and again and again and again and again. Feed your spirit every day. Feed your spirit every day. You're hearing around you. People are starting to drop with different sicknesses, diseases, coughs and things. Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Get the word inside of you. Amen. How am you going to do that? Don't make a vow now. If you're not going to do it. Every day. Every day, family. It's vitally important. I call healing scriptures over my body every day. There's certain things in terms of my own faith and what I'm standing in faith for. It's a continuous feeding of the spirit. Prosperity, I feed my spirit every day. Wisdom, I feed my spirit every day. This doesn't come out of by accident. This is an overflow of what I've been feeding my life. So the same way, health comes from within your spirit now. Get it down inside me. Have you ready to draw a bloodline that the enemy may not cross over? Now, Paul mentioned around the communion. This is again where religion sometimes goes off track. But he did mention that there are many sick amongst you because you took communion in the wrong way. That's kind of the interpretation. People feel that that's why we can't have communion unless you've confessed all your sins because then... No, nothing will cause sickness in you. The whole purpose around that teaching is that if you understand what communion is, what is it? It's remembering by his stripes you were healed, his wounds, that broken body. The reason his body wasn't just his blood that was shed, his body was broken. And it's in the breaking of his body that you were healed. The Bible describes that when by the time Jesus died and you looked upon him, you could no longer recognize him as a man. The mess, if you can put it that way, of his body on that cross. Why? Because every disease known to man was released into his body. Can you imagine having cancer and uh, arthritis and you, you name a disease, COVID and all these diseases, uh, leprosy, 
uh, flow of blood, the issue of blood, you, you name every single disease, boils and eczema and everything. Just every, every, you think of any disease, every single disease released, loaded into his body. Not just one person's, anybody who ever had it. It's so marred and destroyed and crushed his body. You couldn't recognize him. He did that for you. He did that for you. He submitted himself to that. He said, if anyone's going to take disease, let it be me. And through centuries of time, any disease that the curse could possibly mutate, even the mutation he took, just the whole history of sickness and disease in his body in one moment in time. And that's why when he took the bread, and then he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. If you see that and you understand that, when you're having communion, you are remembering, I don't need to carry this sickness. I don't need to have this disease any longer. I'm not going to put up with these symptoms in my body. And as you eat the bread, remember that. Say this with me right now. Jesus, thank you. You were willing to heal me. You are willing. You always are willing. Because you took it in your body. You bore every sickness, every disease, every symptom, every affliction. And I refuse to carry it any longer in my body. I speak to every symptom. Maybe you're experiencing something right now. If you have arthritis in your body, a heart issue, a, a disease, a cancer, whatever it is, you just tell it, you've been exposed tonight. Tell it, you have been exposed. You do not belong in my body. I am submitted to the Almighty God. I resist you and I break your hold just as Jesus' body was broken. You are destroyed and you leave my body now in the name of Jesus. Now see it fled. See it fled. Tell it go. Go. Don't come back. Don't attach yourself to any other person. You're gone. Now, Jesus, I remember you did this for me. And tonight I partake to remember. Thank you. You may partake.
Hallelujah. That same night, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood that was shed for you. What was the shedding of blood for? The payment of sin. 1 Peter 2.24 He bore every sin that we might enjoy righteousness. And by His stripes you were healed. Isn't it interesting that in communion we always eat the bread first? Healing. And then you celebrate the covenant. I'm free. Just as free from sin, I've been freed from sickness. You see yourself sin free. See yourself free of sickness. See it. If anyone asks you, you're going to heaven? Yes. Well, how are you doing? I am well. I am healthy. I am strong. I am whole. Amen. Yeah, but you're looking off color. Jesus keeps me healthy. Father, we praise you. We honor you. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. Tonight we receive the fullness of that. And I believe every sickness and every disease has been melted away by your living word, feeding our flesh from our inner man. We receive this gift and we remember the precious covenant of life. In Jesus' name, you may partake.